This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. Parents can easily miss, miss their child's eye problems. Issues can occur in only one eye, making them difficult to notice. The earlier an eye health or vision problem is identified, the more likely it can be corrected. The ICI Learn program provides an eye exam and free glasses if needed for kindergarten-aged children. 25% of kids begin first grade with an undiagnosed eye problem. To book your child's eye, eye exam, please visit optometrists.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca. That's optometrists.ab.ca. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field. Bang him! Bang him! Bang him! Somebody light me up! It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton, Elks, and the CFL. We are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. And of course, we are a member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and boy, do we have some fun things to talk about this week. I, I wasn't too sure if we'd have anything to talk about, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Elks decided to really make Sunday fun, and now we've got lots to talk about. So uh, uh, I'm excited to get started. First, let's see who's here, of course, uh, to the immediate west. Yeah, immediate west? Must be. Something like that. All, all the way over in Turf District West, it is the one and only super fan, Mike. <laughs> ah, just so for people who are listening you just held up the cup that said this is probably gin as it uh, should be know, i'm yeah. just gonna say you know at this point it's probably not far off no no exactly it's, i it's at one point messaged my uh, manager today and said uh there is not enough coke to get me through this day and i'm not sure if i mean cola <laughs> that's that's kind of how that day was going yeah. nobody blames you nope no not at all uh you heard the ooh in the background uh from yes. just south of us it is the one and only commissioner kayla how are you Commish? i mean you could go with something else <laughs> that's what? maybe a little less crazy what i just said you're whiskey the south. No, no, oh no. oh oh so instead of coke <laughs> Well, I, I really just have cola, but you know what I mean. Come on now. Well, the South is pretty crazy. Yeah, it, oh. Well, that's very true. It's very true. Uh, yeah. And then joining us this evening. Yes. Because we, we have not had a featured fan in the Turf District for much too long. And so Wait, far too long. 
our our plan for the rest of this year is to have a featured fan every week and kicking us off with lots of amazing questions on twitter today it is matt pretty how are you doing i'm doing good that's awesome how's everybody else i want to give my version of mike's (laughs) (laughs) oh with that lighting it was really good actually it was was excellent great is yeah, it, and, and with the flowers and the meadow in the background, man, you better be careful. Yeah. Someone might yeah. shoot at you. <laughs> we well, don't I, want that. I don't have any particular drugs or, you know, intoxicating substances here. But I'll show you where I'm at right now with the season. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a great lead in. Anyone but the stamps. I like that. That was just perfect. So yeah. true. I think we're all in that zone. Um, the, the uh, Of course, now they're starting to get good because it's near the end of the year. And, well, I need another. I need too many fire trucker buttons for where we're headed with that. It's so, so true. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Matt, how, how have you been, man? We haven't chatted in a long time. Uh, how's, how's things in your world? Yeah, not bad. I mean, working from home during the pandemic has been a mixed bag. I sure don't miss commuting. It takes me about an hour to get to the office every day, so saving that couple hours every day is uh, is really good. But also, I I don't leave the house for like four days at a time <laughs> yeah. sometimes. So now that now that winter has started, I'm curling and playing hockey, and so that's helping. But uh, been okay, yeah. not great. And not you, you've done you've done a couple of trips and and that type of thing because I know that you know you and your wife like to travel a lot and so it's kind of nice to see you're able to get back into those types of things and and I, I believe you even were at an Euler game on the weekend was it, am I correct? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we got to the Calgary game on Saturday. That was fun. A lot of pent yeah. up energy. What's winning like? On part of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I mean. I'm not going to say they completely dominated the entire game, but it was sure fun to see them be in control. And it's like, yeah, okay, we're going to win. And then Connor got his hat trick with a minute and a half left. And it was like, ooh, I, I can cheer. This is a good thing. Cheering for an Edmonton team. Yeah, amazing. So, Who would have thought? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I've watched an Edmonton team win. Like, not, not, not just play well, but win. Neat. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least no, Kayla's seen that's a fair. Edmonton team that's win fair. in person. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was... This year. <laughs> it, was, it was in Calgary. also got to watch the Singers win the entire CBLE championship. Also true, that's see? Mm-hmm. Lots yeah, of positives. We're finding They're in Champions League now, hey? There's Champions League for basketball now, and in That's December, great. it's coming here, and we get to play somebody from Puerto Rico and somebody from really? Nicaragua or something like that. Ooh, still fun. Oh, so I hadn't heard of that. That's awesome. I'm I'm excited. I Yeah. yeah. To see how comfortable I am about day trips at that point. We'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> and soccer. Yeah. Soccer in November, which yeah, is or crazy. Or day drinking. <laughs> if it's. If, if it's soccer in just in November or December, there better be drinking involved because that's the only way you're staying warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. Right. Yeah. Oh, my. Um, hey, uh, Mike, I wanted to ask you, you were able to get one of those uh, orange jerseys, yes? Excellent. Yes, sir. Excellent. Oh, nice. Yeah, it took me a while. I had to bid on several because people kept outbidding me. So I thought, 
I wonder if I do it as an anonymous bid if anyone will bid against really? me. Really? Sure enough, nobody did. <laughs> so I'm not saying that they're bidding because they wanted to outbid but me, did. but, um, yeah. you know. That's okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I, I was bidding on some stuff and their family members ended well. up outbidding me. So, you know. <laughs> seems like... <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I've got Very a nice. uh, Niles Morgan. So a starting linebacker, which is always great. Uh, I've, I've really liked his season so far as a rookie. I think he's been, you know, he's had some some down times. But uh, on the whole, I think he's had a really <laughs> good season, season. For, <laughs> yeah. for this season. Yeah, so true. we'll take it. Um, I was, uh, what's that? It's highlight. It was, it's, yeah, it's been one of the highlights yeah. anyway. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mm-hmm. was trying to get that Tanner Green and then a guy that I went to high school with outbid me for it. <laughs> And then he bid on another one too, and I'm like, "You jerk! Leave that one for me. what? What? What are you doing? Just well, that's that's what you get for stuffing guys in lockers in school. Yeah, so. that's uh, yeah, totally sounds like me. Maybe you totally. you, have, you have not seen pictures of me when I was in. Oh, I have. I was not able to do that at that point. I had nothing, no shoulders, no not, nothing. Yeah. Okay, not we need evidence. Yeah. Yes. Well, we'll get some. I yes. have more hair now than. I I had musculature in high school. That tells you nice. where that was. Yeah. There we go. I was like, I was wanting to be Matt Pretty in high school and I was pretty close, but now not. It's all about the, the mullet. <laughs> that's what, that's what it is. Oh my. Well, let's, uh, let's start talking talking about some okay well nope. let's talk about music then no, <laughs> no let's talk about the game from last week and then matt you had some amazing questions that i do want to get to but i do want to talk about the game and i want to talk a bit about uh, some of the latest news before we get into those questions because they kind of roll into everything so um so let's start with the game on Friday against the Bombers. Uh, Elks go down 26-16. Um, I, I think I can probably say for all of us that it was closer than we all thought. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was pretty solid Correct. three quarters. Yeah, the three quarters were amazing. But, um, well, I, I don't want to go so far as to say amazing. They were good. They were good. Um Exactly. So, Matt, tell, tell me what other goods you found in this game. Because th- this one, at least, I feel like there were some goods. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, like, my takeaway from it was that they showed up and they played. And the effort was certainly there. The execution in a couple of places wasn't. But, uh, but, but they were in it almost the entire time. Um, the best example is that I had a rec league hockey game at 10-15, and going into the game, I'm thinking, okay, there's no way I'm gonna be, I'm gonna miss it. And then as we got halfway through the fourth quarter and we're still tied, I'm texting my team <laughs> saying, hey, okay, I'm not, I might not make it on time here. <laughs> and uh, I didn't quite in the end. It was closed, but they they played and the defense held them about as well as you could expect, really. Right. Um, you know, I can't remember how many sacks we had for. Yeah. Four. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like it was, it was not explosive, but it they didn't give up a whole lot play wise, and on offense they got a few things going. Like it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it might be compared to the week before. That's fair. Had the bar set nice and low. <laughs> it's good to good to set a bar low and then yep. go from there. That's what we're looking yeah. for. Uh, Mike, what? What do you think? What was a good name for you? 
I think the defense uh, played fairly well, at least until the fourth quarter when I think the dam broke. Um, yeah. I mean, they must have been pretty exhausted, really. I mean, not just in this last yeah. game, but this season. I mean, really, yeah. it's been pretty tough for the defense to be keeping them in as many games as they have. Uh, not all the games, but uh, the majority have been really solid. Um, I think the linebackers, Keyshawn Biera, got a sack, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought the linebacking core as a whole had a really good game as well. Um, I mean, they could use a bit more on the run defense, but when you're going against you know, that offensive line, it's pretty tough. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I would agree with you. I think this was Bieria's best yeah. game in green and gold. Uh, he he finally had those plays that I kind of stood up and noticed. Right. Because most of the other games he's around, but he didn't have those ones where you're like, oh, yep. he's making a play. But that on Friday, he did. So, uh, Commissioner, what about you? What did well, you find? Well, I mean, yeah, just to reiterate, again, DK Matt. came out strong out of, the, out of the gate. They wanted it. It was clear. But like you said, I mean, there's only so much of the game that they can carry on their shoulders before they get exhausted. And unfortunately, and no blame on them, but it happened. Um, my main man, Washington, again, coming up yeah. big. Another pick. Uh, All we, the Jedi happy. Yeah, exactly. Very. Uh, we had a good return, but <laughs> then things happened. That brought it back, so kind of negates the fact, but it was there. Yeah. It happened. Um, I mean, you could see a bit of a more of a team dynamic and who wanted it and who didn't. I think it was very clear. Uh, and I really love how in a couple of games now, Shy Ross just would not be stopped. He would not be denied that touchdown. And I love to see those kind of guys come in and get frustrated enough that they're like, I'll just do this myself. Cause when he had the game with two touchdowns is the same thing. Like he fought tooth and nail for those. And again on this, like he only had the one, but he still would not be refused. He's like, I'm going to get in this. Let me, let me do this. So, I mean, there's some shining lights, but it's like a scattered puzzle. You can see where the pieces should go, but no one's putting them there. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a great analogy. I like that one. Well, I mean, someone has to put them there, and um, someone's not, so that's all. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I was going to say that Costigan uh, uh, really stood out to me again. Yep. Yeah. I thought Fiery. he had uh, another great game and was in the backfield, especially in the first half. In the second half, a little bit less, and... and uh, when we get to kind of what else has happened in the last little bit there, you know, um, maybe we need to spell off a little more and maybe that's what they're looking towards. Um, but uh, in that first half, I, I, I thought he really, really stood out. So that was uh, that was exciting. Uh, now, flipping on to the other side of the things that were not so great. Uh, Matt, we'll let you start this one, too. Um what was the thing that stood out the, to the you biggest for thing the, is the, kind of the bad for thing. Aaron Grimes dropping the ball that hits him in the numbers with nobody in the same post of code. And yeah, that was tough. 14 now, point I had, swing. I don't even think I had my head up for a full two plays after that one. That was rough. Um, the special teams overall, again, safer, you know, field goal kicking, but the block punt especially was egregious. I thought second game um, in a row. Yeah. So, and I mean, when 
Winnipeg should have a good two two games in a row. You can't give up a block. And uh, yeah, and then the the one good return of which doesn't count because it never does. And yeah, because <laughs> the reason we get the good return is because there's a flag. Yeah, I mean, right. you yeah. know, the the mm. the effort was there, the execution wasn't, and even when they were close on some plays something always held them back and like i said i thought shy ross the the best example of effort was probably shy ross touchdown and you know he wasn't going to be stopped yeah no no it was good and i mean as far as other negatives well they same kinds of things that we've seen all season right <laughs> yeah second verse same as the first yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Kayla, I'm going to switch over to you this time for for uh, bad stuff, and then we'll go back to Mike. Well, I've, we all know my opinions on the special team, so we'll just skip that. It's <laughs> fair aside. at this point. Yeah, um, we, we know. I would. Uh, this is a negative, and I don't want to harp on it too much because I feel bad, but I can't get past how Darrell Walker is not being efficient, not doing anything, not being who we know he is. Mm-hmm. And it begs the question of, okay, this seems more of like a psychological thing than a football thing. And it really makes me question what's happening in the football or in the locker room. Um, that being said, being a vet, you can you should be able to overcome those things because you've been in the league for so long. But again, I mean... Walker means so much to a lot of fans and me as well. But I just, at what point do you say, well, they did it to Trevor Harris. What, at what point do you say, hey, you're not doing what we're paying you to do? And I don't want that. Let me make that clear. I do not want that. I don't want that to happen to any guy. But I mean, as a vet, you need to step up because these other receiving core, they need to see what a vet looks like and what this team should be able to do. So I think that's my biggest negative frustration coming out of last week's game. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. And I, I think the thing was is that it'd be different if he wasn't getting targets. Like if you look at Ellingson, he's really not getting targets. Um, but the ones that are coming to him, he's getting majority of them. Whereas I think, think directing like that it was a ton yeah no exactly not his first time either and the one and i think there was already kind of a a grumpy mood um before the game (laughs) when darrell walker made a few comments and then you know uh you know hits him in the worst possible spot right in the hands and drops it and so uh, i think there i think that kind of made it i don't know if that makes it worse for him as well as it does for us, but we're watching and going like, come on, man, you're asking for it. We're giving it to you and you're not doing your side. So I, I I totally agree. It just, there's something off and I don't know what it is. So, uh, about a lot of things, he's not pointing fingers at all, but that's just what really got to the game or in the game for me this time. And it hurts because I love Walker. He's D walk. Like, but it sounded like I he was, was gonna... pointing fingers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, me. Okay. Yeah. I'm not pointing fingers. <laughs> right. 
I was going to say, too, on, <laughs> yeah, on, uh, on a couple of his catches, even, he might not even been past the line of scrimmage out in the right. and he's got three guys to beat. Yeah. And he, we ended up with two yards on the play. And that's, I, I, he certainly didn't have a game yet that one terrible drop, but that's not how you use him. No. Or it nope. shouldn't be. And so something wrong in a lot of places and in a lot of areas figuring out how to use our offense. Again. <laughs> Super fan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought the uh, defense, the, sorry, the offensive line had a pretty rough game, mm-hmm. uh, especially at the tackle position, both left and right tackle. Uh, so, I mean, when you're going up against it's like Jackson Jeffcoat and, uh, you know, you're it's going to be pretty tough when you've got one of the strongest defensive lines in the league, especially at the defensive end position and, for that matter, defensive tackle. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a rough day for them, and they only got really um, saved because of, of the running ability of our quarterback with Taylor Cornelius. I mean, the fact that he is able to scramble, we were sacked four times. How many times would everyone guess right. if it was yeah, Trevor prob- Harris behind him? Probably. Yeah. Hey. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, and, and, and I think we should so, mention too, right at the end of the third quarter there, Cornelius went on one of those jaunts and it, it sure looked to me like he pulled a hamstring, like the way that he pulled up on the sideline. Right. And then that fourth quarter, he, he, he wasn't was able to like, he, he didn't seem to plant the right way and he wasn't seemed to, to like for throwing. And then his, he wasn't taking off the same way in, in the fourth quarter, which definitely affected the team. But um, he had lots of moments that were great, but there were lots of moments that are, eh, you gotta, you know, but if I, if I'm correct though, yep. no interceptions. So that is a step in the right direction. Well done. Corn dog. Yep. One touchdown, zero hey, interceptions. That's better Woo. than two touchdowns and three interceptions. Hey, it's better than, yeah. than the opposing quarterback had. He had, he had yeah. an exception. So. Should have had two. Thank you. Should have had one for a pick six. But anyway, we'll stop. Okay. We'll start ta- we'll stop yes, talking about sure, that sure. now. That's horrible. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about the news because um, right after this, well, I well they Was did some... release Hunter Carl and Brandon Pittman from the from the P, from the uh, PR. So I think true. we should probably delve deep dive into Big that. Uh, and then on that's... Sunday there was a trade or something. I don't know. Uh, no, no, the trade happens. Um, Trevor Harris gone uh, goes to Montreal uh, in return for defensive end Antonio Simmons. And um, so, first reactions uh, uh, when you didn't heard really the trade. Know Let's start what, with you, Matt. Right to think, although there had been the rumor out there a few days before, and so I was saying, well, we got a player back at least. Right? I don't. Know, I agree. Just, I agree. Yeah. I think the first reaction was, "Wow, are we ever broken?" And we may as well just blow the whole thing up because nothing is going well that to happen so uh, let me ask you did you did you have that thought when um, harris was just on the sidelines for the game on friday it, it well or i mean what, certainly i figured tra- something was triggered. wrong beforehand but to to trade 
a guy that was your franchise quarterback and, you know, quite obviously he wasn't performing up to his paycheck from a, from a purely analytic numbers level, mm-hmm. we weren't getting the production we needed out of him. Yeah, very true. Oh, did we lose Matt? We may have. It's an interesting pause. Frozen in thought. <laughs> She's... Yeah, it's, a, it's a pregnant pause. It's a pregnant... <laughs> wow. So are we... I guess the show's nine months long. So, okay, go, Mike. Seems <laughs> um, no, like the season is. <laughs> um, well, well, we, we'll, we'll get Matt back on. But, Mike, tell me what, you're, what you thought when you saw the trade happen. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't a huge surprise that a trade was coming. It was a bit surprising to me how fast it happened. I mean, I know the trade deadline is coming up, mm-hmm. um, but it just seemed Do you like know when that is actually. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I can't remember. It's, it's the end of October. Okay. So okay. it's a oh. week, week and a half, something like that. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a surprise just to see that it was like, oh my god, it's already happened. And I, I mean, we kind of figured there were really only two teams where he could go uh, between Ottawa and Montreal, especially with the injury um, to uh, Vernon Adams Jr. Um, but I-, I thought Ottawa would have been a more... But as it turns out, you know, we have one of the cheapest GMs in the league from what everyone tells me in Ottawa. Um, so he wasn't going to pay it, especially not when you have a quarterback that much like happens every year, mm-hmm. had a huge bonus coming up after the season. Uh, so you had to figure that if we didn't trade him, he likely could have been cut anyway. I don't think anyone no. can say he's earned a $300,000 next year. So that on top of the four dollars $500,000 he's making. So Yeah, I, I was really, like, I was actually floored that we got anything back because I thought what was going to happen was what you just said, which is that they would release him and somebody would pick him up for nothing. Like that's what I thought would happen. Oh, I see Matt's eyes moving. He must be back. I think I'm back. Yes, you are. Perfect. Okay. Oh good. And now Sorry Mike's now Mike's frozen. Great. I'm here. Oh, you're there. I'm okay. here. I thought you moved. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, Weird, you're holding really still in the camera part. Okay, I was gone. Okay, but then it's now you're. And I'm back. Okay, wonderful. Well, well, it'll start moving at some point. Um, sorry, Matt. I I don't know if you heard any of that, but I we we noticed you froze, so we just kept going. Uh, it's all good. Okay, good. Probably similar anyway. Yeah, yeah pro- no probably. Fun. Yeah. Um, Kayla, tell me what you thought when you read about the trade. Oh, see, now it's just me and Matt. Everyone I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Oh, there you are. Okay. There you go, Commissioner. So is what my is video frozen? Yes. Yes, the video my is Skype all frozen. just shut down. All of, everybody's Skype is. There's Superfan back. There's Bat back. And I could hear oh, Commissioner, here. but I don't know what happened with that. Anyway, this is going to be a fun edit for you there, Weird. Mike. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just No, it wasn't. No, there's Kayla. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so what did you think about the trade, Commissioner? Oh, Right. That's put my that's hot toddy down. <laughs> um, I'm the same as Mike. I was very shocked of the speed okay. of how it all transpired. Um, and I'm also like Matt. I don't really know what to think. Like, does this really solve our issues? Oh, in the no. long like 
right? So that's where I'm having problems is I really feel like this is just kind of, um, well, it may serve the team in the future who will need, like, we don't know, possibly could, we, we never know in these kind of situations, but I feel like it's almost trying to move the target or place blame or distract very political seems. Uh, but I just don't think that this is going to solve anything right now. Maybe it had to be done. Maybe it was requested behind the scenes. Who knows what goes on, but I don't know. I just feel very, I'm, I'm just frustrated with this season, not because we're losing, but amongst other things, it It just seems like it just is like a snowball that keeps going downhill and you're just like. You know, you just blow up the snowball because it's just going to get bigger. (laughs) (laughs) The further it rolls down the hill, it's just going to, your problems are just going to, you know? So, God God only knows what's going to happen. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, I I liked watching Cornelius play. I think he's really fun. He's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot of um, growth to do, but he seems very eager to do it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Was that an no? I, no, it was. It was. It was good. I, I mean, I think, uh, like like I said, I was surprised we got anybody back at this point. But I I thought as soon as they benched him, and they were showing him a little bit on TSN as he was on the bench, and I, I don't think I don't think Trevor's. Um, you know, I, I think he's there for his team and those types of things. But I don't. I think with him not playing, I, I think with the way that that dynamic is, as soon as they decided he wasn't going to play, they either had to release him or trade him right away because him hanging around the team, it's like, there's another cloud, right? Like we, we have more than enough clouds going on on this team. We don't need that as well. Um, So I I wasn't surprised when it happened. Uh, Like other than the fact that we had somebody coming back, and the one thing that I will say about the coming back, and Mike, I think you and I talked about this a little bit or, or texted about this a little bit, is uh, I'm wondering if if Kwaku is not 100%. Because... It wouldn't surprise because me. Because he's, he's not... Like, we haven't seen a hula hoop since, what, game two? I, I, again, I say hula yeah. hoop. Um, Let's go with that. But yeah. it's... <laughs> Like Call we whatever ha- you like. exactly, but we we haven't seen that, and so to me, like I- I'm I'm wondering if he's not a hundred percent, and so you you're bringing in another defensive end, so that there is some rotation for Costigan. Uh, there is some opportunity to maybe give Quaku a bit of a break. Um, m- maybe there is that person to just kind of help out a little bit, so that we're not. If we already have somebody who's only playing at say eighty or eighty-five percent, now his eighty or eighty-five percent is you know a lot better than some other people. But I I still That's think true. if he's not all the way there, maybe we want a guy that can uh, you know kind of spell that off. So I I can see a benefit there, and and Simmons is got uh, you know. Uh, a pretty good uh, play from what I what I've seen of him, and I know Paul Reckner's talked highly of him and those types of things. So, um, so I'll I'll be interested to see. Be, a lot of people were coming down or asking me like it's it's one for one. Where's the draft pick? Where's the something with it? And 
That no, wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to happen because we had no. already benched him. If if we hadn't already benched him, right. the value would be higher and maybe that would happen, but it wasn't going to go anywhere yep. otherwise. Mm. But but you're talking about defensive ends. Don't forget, we got Chris Casher right. not too long yeah. ago as well. Uh, I mean, he had a great season, I thought, last, yeah, well, last yes. season, 2019. Uh, he had mm-hmm. seven sacks yeah. last year. We could use seven sacks <laughs> on the team right about now. So uh, I think that's helpful. I mean, I... I I was expecting the defensive line to drop this season when Mondo mm-hmm. went to Montreal. He used to mm-hmm. soak up those double teams, sometimes even a triple mm-hmm. team, more often, and that would free either the other defensive tackle or the ends to get out there. Um, I think we've seen a bit of a fall-off from uh, Matthew mm-hmm. Betts as well. Betts, I thought, had a fairly decent start to the season, um, but lately I haven't seen a whole lot, and Costigan may have even passed him on the yep. depth chart. Uh, if it wasn't for the for the right. birth certificate, yeah, really. I agree. Uh, he's got some speed. He's they always said he had a great motor, but if he's you know not doing much to get to the quarterback to get outside of those deep offensive tackles, uh, he's not doing a whole lot. And when you've got guys like Costigan who have been able to get past and get some sacks, then you know maybe that ratio may need to change yeah. a bit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know if we can get a, another Tony Simmons, our second Tony Simmons on the team. Um, then, hey, you know what? Why not? <laughs> That's right. Just can't have enough Simmons. Well, we had, yeah, in 2004, we had Tony TNT Ooh. Simmons at wide wow. receiver. Nice name. <laughs> mm-hmm. If Chris George like was it. here, maybe he'd turn Antonio Simmons into a receiver just because, you know, just, just, just if, for fun. Just might. I mean, <laughs> I've, got, things up. I've got Tony Simmons jersey back here. Maybe we can have him wear the same number. Uh, this is all shaping up exactly as we planned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, defensive end wearing an 80s <laughs> that, number. Heck it happen. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Leroy Blue Why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, we, knew, we know how that ends. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's go to uh, Matt's questions, and then we'll do some questions from YouTube. So, Because I, I really do want to tackle these ones, uh, and especially after we just talked about that. I think, the, like I said, these are good lead-ins. So, Matt, your first question was, does the trade change the Elks team vax percentage? I, I, I don't, I don't know, but maybe. Um, well, the only way it can is if one is correct. And one isn't. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So uh, at this point, I don't think it matters because we're already making up that other game anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, not well. And I mean, and the, the, kicker I was thinking about was that come I think it's the playoffs now I think the second week of playoffs unvaxxed players won't be allowed to fly and that could really mess with your road games however all of our our road games are going to be done by then (laughs) we'll be fine and uh uh, it's only the division finals right yeah yeah um I I did read a thing from Terry Jones today that said they're still under 85 percent for what that's worth. Okay. But it's, so. what was the source again? I, I, don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> that, that source doesn't hold a lot of water with me for sure. Okay. But, uh, I mean, it, it was under 85%. We have not heard any updates since then. So who knows? It, it may be, it may not be, yeah. but you got to think if it was over, we would have heard. Yeah. You'd well, hope. I hope so. Yeah. Um, especially with the GM, they'd get, literally can't get the vaccine you'd think that you'd want your entire team to be protected so they would kind of in second hand protect you kind of 
But anyway, it's a whole other issue. Uh, number two, can the team afford the dollars to pay out Brock Sunderland and Jamie Elizondo contracts if they're fired? Um, uh, and then having to pay two times for head coaches and GMs in 22 and 23. Now, Mike, you and I were talking about this uh, on text mm. with Paul, and I, I admittedly said, I really need to learn more about that whole coaches slash admin cap because I, I, I wish I knew the answer to this, but I don't because I don't know how, how those contracts affect the cap and um and 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 where do they affect the cap and and because coaches contracts and and gm contracts are usually guaranteed so yep. if you if you fire somebody are they still guaranteed like i i don't know how that all works and then i don't know how that applies to the cap so uh matt or mike kayla do you guys any do you guys know about that or because i don't honestly know Kayla, no. <laughs> yeah, as as no. far as I know, if you are paying dollars, and for guaranteed contracts you are, they do count against the right. cap. But there was at one point a stipulation that once every five years you could have a guinea. Right. Um, so I don't know. Did we use that on Moss because he was still in our contract? Right. Um, but then we also didn't play last season. Oh, fair. So he was still Ooh. getting paid. So I don't know if that counts now, but did we use it? Because if we did use it, then we're kind of, you know, we're stuck right. with what we got. So uh, Sunderland has two more years on his contract, 22 and 23. Elizondo, I don't remember the number. Was it a two-year or a three-year deal? I thought it was deal? two. So if it's two-year yeah. deal, it's one more. So I thought it was two also. Right. So if that's the case, it's next year. So it would be easier to replace him um but it's going to take a like i said to to get rid of sunderland and have that kind of dollar amount that's gonna be pretty tough to right swap. and then how do you like even if you did do decide to do that then the person who's coming in you you got to find somebody on a screaming hot deal <laughs> which which yes. are, are you going to find that right now right so i i think I think that's the thing that really plays into that. And, and I, I guess what I would say to that is I, I got to do more like real research, like not Facebook research, but real research on how does the, the cap work and, and then see that if that makes a difference. So, and I'm sure there maybe some yeah, YouTube I mean, people will be commenting before long, but yes. I mean, it's supposed to be about competitive right. balance, right? Being able to say the have teams can't just throw money at the best talent out there and and get them to come to their team. So I understand why there's a cap there, but it, it makes no sense to hamstring a team if somebody is fired because they're not doing mm -hmm. the job that we now can't hire another head coach and you've got to get someone that's head coach and offensive coordinator and ball boy and, you know, <laughs> physical therapist, right? Just able to get in the gap, so... Well, and it's so easy for players to get, like, the shaft, too, right? So oh, yeah. They're not guaranteed. Easy. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, well. I think in, in if, your mind. So. <laughs> no, I no, but I mean, like, you're just kind of showing who's worth right. more, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, uh, but that's just management. So. Yeah. 
it's in everywhere, every business. A lot of people say, well, let's see, if you're a wide receiver, there's, you know, let's say there's five starting spots per team, so 45 different spots out there. There's only nine GM spots. I kind of get that. But, you know, at the same time, making it the the haves and have-nots, like you said, Kayla, is is saying you're the player, you're replaceable. This is a GM. They're not replaceable. Right, Right, yeah. You know, or coach or whatever is under that cap. And and if you think about the way the cap has gone, now I understand that, that Coach Milanovic left, you know, was it February, right? of this year yes and that wouldn't count so, against the cap. and that wouldn't count no absolutely but then they only had so many dollars to bring in by Elizondo and That's if time. and if they yeah. then were so when Elizondo got here I, I want to be a little bit fair to uh, Jamie Elizondo and I, I understand that there's obviously things like Kayla you were talking about the you know we have all these puzzle pieces and how, whether or not the puzzle is actually being put together properly is a whole other yeah he's not the only problem. no 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 yeah but but I do think that he he also came in now some of the guys that were here are guys that he would have picked but he didn't get to like pick his coaching staff he got to come oh, he had to come yeah, in and yeah. deal with what he had and so exactly I think there's a little bit of uh, uh, I, I want to give a little bit of leeway with that. Um, that you know, it, it's different when you have mm-hmm. your own dudes, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, there is some there is some change it, there. I think he there's deserves always, more more mercy than he's getting, in my personal opinion. There, there is always an exit interview at the end of every year for every person on staff, and. What did we do wrong? What are we going to do next year to make it better? And it's how they answer those questions that kind of determine whether or not they're coming back. So if you say, listen, I have no idea why we didn't do so well, or you start making excuses for it, then more than likely like, yeah, I don't see that's going to get any better. But if you're like, okay, here's what happened. Here's why it happened. Here's what we're going to do to fix it. Then maybe you're going to give them a little more leeway and a little more rope to at least have one more season or you know, part mm-hmm. of a season without making them a, a lame duck coach or, or manager or whatever. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did that answer that question? Okay, Matt. I figure so okay. off the top of my head, just purely, I was thinking, okay, well, n- if you get through next year, you're only absorbing one dead year of Sunderland right. instead of three dead years combined. Right. Yes. Plus the cap, plus everything else. It's just, it would have been expensive. And yeah, I don't think Elizondo is the only issue. I think Mike's right in that the his plan to fix it will determine <laughs> his job security. I mean, heaven knows he he certainly did didn't get to pick a special teams coach, right? The way things went, <laughs> so he, he got to pick a couple. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. Yeah, it's probably not his first choice. So we'll see. Yeah. But it's fair. Yeah, and his I, defense, I, our special teams has struggled for a very long time. So yeah, yeah it's not just the one. Exactly. Uh, okay, question number three. Does any non-player have a good case to keep their job after this year? Now, I'm not going right, to say what you said, Matt, but what, what, give us your opinion on that first, and then we'll, we'll chime in. Um, at this stage, I'd be fine with blowing everything up, <laughs> except for Noel Thorpe. Okay. I think he's done a great job coming in with three rookie linebackers, like no experience at linebacker, um, a slightly downgraded defensive line, a secondary with a bunch of vets who had 
not necessarily played together before. And that defense has been the strength of the team where we all thought the reverse would be true. So I got time for that. Um, I probably have some time for the position coaches too, depending on what their feelings are and, and how they see things going forward. But from a, from a business side, it's been not a good year from a football side. It's probably been an even worse year. And so if there's a time to just start fresh with a brand new quarterback, brand new, everything, it's probably now if you can, if you can afford to do it. Okay. That's an if that is an if absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Commissioner, what do you think about that question? <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> that was a good time for it to be a, a video podcast. Yeah. For those listening yeah. at home, that was a giant eye roll from the commissioner. Okay. <laughs> at this point, I don't know. Who knows? I. Uh, it's so hard to just like point fingers because, again, right. you don't know what happens behind the scenes. We can only see what happens on the floor. And we're not producing anything on on the field so of course people want to you know fire 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 and you know if it's deserved then absolutely but at this point I mean started from the bottom now we're here but we're here and doing nowhere so I would say I need to blow it up blow it up okay but I don't know like the business side of things I can't pretend something needs to change and a lot of things need to change so whether that's reorganizing or rehiring i don't i mean and who knows what the board is thinking right now or ever (laughs) my boss is on the board i can't say much oh mine is yeah that's that's yeah no mine either yeah uh, uh Mike, okay so i went through the list when i read the question originally and i found four coaches i would keep uh like matt said noel thorpe uh okay. noel thorpe needs to stay uh i think it's been one of the best defenses um as a whole that we've seen in quite a while um probably in the last four or five years since 2016 <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah yeah strange that <laughs> weird hmm. uh, and okay, because yeah. of that i think yeah uh cam robinson who's the linebacker coach like matt said we've got we at one point had three rookies in that linebacking core and they didn't really look out of place uh and then bringing in you know an all-star in moncrief uh it's it's taken him a while to get in but i I think he had a really solid game this last game including a sack Mm -hmm. so i think robinson is somebody that could stay as well as somebody that noel thorpe would have brought in uh and then demetrius maxi on the defensive line um while the, the line is taking a step back, we lost Mondo, and that's going to hurt any defensive line. Um, and the last few years, we've been one of the best defensive lines in the league. So I don't think having one down year, and not it's the worst one in the league, is just not as great as it has been, uh, I think earns him a little bit of leeway. And then the uh, only one outside of the defense that I might keep is James Bologno, who's okay. the running backs coach. Um, the yep. average per carry for running backs has been the highest it's been in a long time. Uh, the biggest problem is the guy making the calls, the offensive coordinator, hasn't used them enough. Correct. When you're getting five, six, seven yards a carry on average for a game, and you only have 10 carries and you were you know at least close to being equal or winning at one point that's just not right like we we need to have that balance so that 
the defenses don't just pin their ears back and and make you a one-dimensional team. So those are the four I would pick. Yeah, that's yeah. solid. I wholeheartedly agree with the running backs coach. That was my pick. Actually, I wasn't sure if anybody was going to say it, so I was hiding that back for that was the guy. But that one day at camp, listening to him talk to those guys, that guy, yep. just, he, he, he gets coaching. And I agree with you, Mike. They've been very successful, and they just have been underutilized for sure. Um, but, I, I mean... Uh, otherwise, I think yeah, you, you got to. There's going to be a lot of look in the mirror, right? And um, uh, I think, uh, and th- that goes right from the board of governors down. And mm-hmm. they they got to do something too. And and I think they they have to have that question to uh, to Chris Presson is what? How are we going to do this? I, I think if they decide to go away from Brock, that I think Presson gets a chance to bring somebody else in because he he would have to. I think they'd give him that opportunity to bring in his guy because um, he hasn't had that chance yet. Right. Um, and if they decide to move on from Jamie, then I think it'll be okay. Bring in your guys and whether those guys are Noel Thorpe and, right. and gang, who knows? But um, I, I think that would be that, the, that trickle down effect of, of who, who, but you want to have people who are bringing in their guys and let it and see how the chips fall. Right. So Correct. Yeah, absolutely. From the top down. So, yeah. um, uh, but I, I do think it'd be nice to hear from the board on what how they feel about how this is all going and and on every side, right? Won't happen until no, the end no, of the I, season. No, no, I get that, but there's still you gotta like you know we're we're here. You have a lot of people who are really upset about not not just the on field play about the stuff off the field too. So, uh, okay. And number four, before we get to our YouTube questions, um, is, Oh, I got one more thing to chime in there, Andrew, if I can. So, yeah. So the, um, out of the 18 billion sports (laughs) I follow, um, I'm a fan of Seattle Sounders in MLS. They have about 30,000 season ticket holders. What they have, is a council of they call it the alliance council it's a council of season ticket holders you have to have 25 supporting votes from season ticket holders to get on this council committee and they have a um quarterly meeting with own and they can advise on game day experience to community endeavors to play to coaching to anything advising the club doesn't have to obey them, but they can take their opinion into account. They do have a binding vote every four years on the GM's job. And they pick two charitable partners per year from the community that the club has to work with. Interesting. And wow. something like that here hopefully would help repair maybe some of the, the rift between the board of directors and the fan base and solve some of the off field stuff that we've, we've probably had more this year than any other year in the past 10 or 20 and something like that. I don't know how exactly it would work, but I think something like that for us, a community owned team would be really beneficial. Boy, do I like that idea. That is a pretty good thought. Yeah, that was a dad joke. Okay. Um, that's, uh, no, I, God, I love that idea. I love that idea. 
Uh, That's pretty everyone dope. Everyone on board there? I like that idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, I nominate... I expect someone to say, nah, not really. I, I, no, I nominate Mike to go on the board. <laughs> That's what I do <laughs> on the committee right now. All yeah. that free time. Yeah, well, uh, tell me somebody else who knows the history more than Mike, because uh, there's not many. Uh, I would put Mike on that board right now. So, you know, let's let's make this a, a anyway. Uh, if I had a gavel, I'd bang it and say done. But I have no choice in this, so that's uh, just ring a bell. Ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I all I have is a shiny head and shiny teeth. That's a, it's not helpful. It works. Yeah, exactly. If you close enough. Yeah, I'm gonna be the next like kind of what's the not Judge Judy, but the other one. <laughs> I don't know. The other one. Yeah. Like 85 That's million true. judge shows. Uh, yeah, one, one of those. Yeah, give me a gavel. Yeah. <laughs> Matt wins. Okay. Uh, number four. Uh, not the losing that's depressing so much as the lack of explosiveness. Not much fun to go to the, uh, to go to the game knowing the odds are seemingly 95% against seeing a big play with the ball. Um, how do you bring entertainment, the entertainment factor back to the offense? So... Uh, Matt, what do you feel about that before we all talk about it? Just try some stuff. Honestly, <laughs> we, you know, we got beat by a special and excellently executed special teams play on the lateral mm-hmm. for 50 some yards. Mm-hmm. Ottawa tried it on us earlier in the year. Good thing they threw the ball two yards forward. Otherwise that was a, a, a touchdown. Yep. And we don't ever seem to try anything like that. And I mean, our special teams isn't going to be the one to try that. Let's be honest. But on offense, like an option pass, flea flicker, even just hitting a guy in stride. I don't think we've hit a guy in stride in weeks. Nope. Like I want to play where you're like, Oh, instead of throw, throw, throw. Oh, yeah. Well, I, and, and it's sometimes on the uh, on the offense, it's kind of the same um, motto that the special teams has. It's catch and fall down because there's, there's you're catching it in a dead stop. Well, like, where's where are the passes down the middle? Like I'm doing I, I'm flashing back to UT here. But mm-hmm. where are those right down the middle passes to the guy that's in, you know, that's in full flight? And yeah, we, we're not we're not seeing those for sure. We were saying the same thing under McAdoo six, seven years ago. Well, Macadont, yeah, that was yeah, a, that was a tough one. Uh, but you're 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 bang on with that. Uh, mm. How how do you feel about that, Mike? Or what do you think they need to do? Uh, I would say watch Winnipeg and do what they did. Um, uh, <laughs> That's so a good uh, good good answer. What, yeah, I mean, a they're winning, um, mm-hmm. and I think if our record was flipped and we were, you know seven and two (laughs) instead of two and seven, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. People would be there. Uh, Somebody asked me today, I was talking to uh, why do I think the attendance numbers are down? And and I see that question has been asked in the chat. We'll get to that shortly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's a large part of it. If they're like, if we were winning, we'd be full. I'm like, I don't necessarily think we'd be full if we were winning. I mean, we've talked about it many times before. A former president said winning isn't everything. And to be honest, I, agree with them winning isn't everything calgary was winning all the time and their numbers were in decline right you need more than winning to bring fans to the stand and in a gate-driven league you need to have something that's going to make it so people want to come 
Hanson wouldn't have been my choice. No, it's you don't hard think. to believe that we'd spend that kind of money to, to bring Hanson here, but apparently people did enjoy it. I enjoyed West of Us. Um, so, uh, you know, that was good. But <laughs> well, you could social distance at West of Us because there was nobody was else on the call. pretty bad. When I saw the numbers announced, I was like, really? Um, but that's tickets sold, not necessarily bums and seats, yeah. right? So... Um, but it was certainly right. better on the west side than it was on the east side. The east side was pretty sparse. Um, so, you know, if yeah. you needed to ever needed to go to a game where you can go to the bathroom or, or get yourself some mini donuts, this was the game. Um, <laughs> you need to make it so that people want to come and to make that happen, you need to have a, a great game day experience. And I've we've all been to other stadia out there and seen how they, they do it, whether it be other CFL teams or other hockey teams, other soccer teams, other basketball teams, whatever. And when you see a really well done game day experience, it ripples through the crowd. Whether it was mm-hmm. something as simple as the beer snake in Winnipeg a few years ago, people going like crazy and people wanted to be there as part of it. Ottawa, I had a lot of people and a lot of the millennials that they are so desperately trying to get. You just got to make it worth their while, and and I don't know. I I just don't think that they've hit it yet, and they keep trying, and it almost seems like they're trying so hard to get the millennials. It's the meme of the guy looking over his shoulder at the girl and ignoring the one he's with. It seems like they're (laughs) so desperately trying to get these people that aren't here. They've been ignoring the people that have been, and now you're starting to see them not show up. Yeah, you just need avocado toast, and we'll be there. Nice. I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll do some avocado toast. (laughs) <laughs> it's good stuff why okay. wouldn't you it's want excellent. it yes. have you never had it andrew come on no oh a, no a nice uh Thanks. crack sunny yeah. side egg on the avocado toast mm. nothing says concession food <laughs> okay like right fresh <laughs> like a fresh well i don't know yeah but you watch those tim hortons ad a fresh egg makes all the difference i hear yes yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, we won't get into what were they before. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I know. The other thing that I've heard, and I, again, I, I, I'm not usually a person who wants to point fingers or anything, but um, do you know who the new in-stadium announcer is? No. Yes, Corey Graham. I have... Assuming you're talking about the guy okay. who used to be Al Stafford. Yes. Yeah. yeah not right. Chris Sheets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not Chris Sheets. I'm but, talking about that's the, his name, the announcer not for the... The yes. plays. You're not <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, not yeah. Al Stafford, that guy. Um, it's uh, like, I've, I've heard even like they need, to, they need to do more with that announcer position too, where it's not always Chris Sheets either. Like you, you have the ability to like, I think we all know Al Stafford. We all know yeah. high school football. We all know, are you ready? We know like that. Those were things that got you fired up when you got to a game. And I, I don't know if that experience is the same there. Um, I haven't been to a game with him calling it yet, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's not the same. No. It's okay, not, and it's, that's what I've heard, but yeah. It's it's not as, it's not the same. I would say it's a slight improvement on Mike McGuire, personally, but right. it's still Mike not McGuire. at Al's yeah. level. It, well, it's and I mean, definitely it's hard not Mike to McGuire. get to Al's level. But yeah. But yeah it, it, <laughs> the, the, quite honestly, one thing I noticed right after Al left, was they quit and they scratches. Right. 
And that, that oh, was okay. something that, okay, legend of the game, you know who's playing, you know who's not, okay, let's go. And then they did the, the intros and all that kind of thing. And now Ooh. it's it's different. I don't know better for some maybe, but it's different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just wondering if that, if that helps to increase the energy, right? Like that's what I was more getting at is just that, that crowd energy, it's based on how you can fire people up and, and make them feel involved in something that they're not playing the game, but they're still involved, right? The music so, helps yeah. a lot too, or in this case, Absolutely. does not. Correct. Yes. And variety, right? Mike, you and I went to that Oil Kings game and remember they were playing like every genre of music and we were yep. like, this is awesome. We're getting stuff that we like. There's stuff that we're like, man, whatever, but somebody likes it. And it was It's not variety. the type music. It's the, no. I mean, you can like classic rock, but if you're playing more soft and slow songs, that's not going to get the crowd energy energized. Right. You right. can play electronic dance music that is still very energetic and gets the crowd riled mm-hmm. versus something that's a little more ambient and chill, which is great for when you're sitting in a lounge, but not necessarily when you want the crowd pumped up. And I think that's part of the problem is we've gone to other stadiums and other sports in the same city and they seem to get it and Edmonton doesn't. And I think that's, that's a real missed opportunity. Watch any U.S. college football game mm-hmm. and you can hear the music being played and see the effect it has on the crowd. And we're just not getting that. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Have they still been playing Sweet Caroline every single game? Uh, well, this game, they started playing Sweet Caroline <laughs> and then right in the middle of it, switched to Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up, and Rick rolled the entire <gasps> But that's even better. I thought was awesome. <laughs> I yeah. just, I, I thought that was one of the best things they did. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sweet Caroline, I think of McMahon. Automatically third quarter going to fourth quarter, Sweet mm. Caroline. Do not play it at every single game. It drives me crazy. I am not at McMahon. <laughs> and don't play it like in the middle of a quarter oh. because that's when yeah. you're trying to get yeah. people pumped up. You need to get that sort of thing. That's not going to fire you up. That's going to get everyone sing along, no. which is great, but it needs sure. to be at the right time. I did time. like the retro yeah. songs. Yeah. Though. Every time I heard, well, some of, most of them I heard, and I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. 80s. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought anyway. it was a better mix of stuff, to be honest. It wasn't it wasn't bad. I yes. wasn't groaning every third whistle. No, that's good. That's good. I think, uh, yeah, uh, a Rick roll is always fun. Why not? Yes. Yeah. That could be. It's just just throw it in for a laugh. Okay. Uh, let's go to some uh, YouTube items here, Superfan. It's a we're, busy we're... one now. Oh, I could only imagine. And we, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're, this row is going to be long. We're going to have to trim this one down a bit when we do the audio version. That'd but those fine. of you that are sticking in for the audio and video portion, thank you very much for joining us. Go ahead, super fan. All right. Well, let's start from the top. Tim Capper, of course. We just, it's not the same thing without Tim throwing at that first if, point. If he hasn't actually put a question in, it's like, are we, did we really do a show? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he just wanted to start off by letting everyone know that Harris is not my starting QB. <laughs> Uh-huh. Is, yeah. In his opinion, uh, Schiltz will be the starter until Kahari feels Harris needs to come in. And I think that makes sense. I mean, yep. at this point, you've got someone that, experienced or not, does not know your playbook. So yeah. throwing mm-hmm. him in on a couple of days, probably not a recipe for a success. Nope. Uh, Tim also says that he, he feels for the Elks as literally one cost the Elks the game versus Winnipeg. I don't know if you can necessarily... 
uh, say the entire game came down to one play, but that certainly was, uh, assuming he's talking about the non-interception or non-pick six by Aaron Grimes. Um, while that definitely didn't help, um, it was still a tie game at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And while I mean, they would have been one of the, it would have been the only one on Winnipeg this season. In the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter yeah. yeah, or, or yeah, that yeah. burns even more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and and it was there. It was yeah. hit him right in the worst spot, though, right in the hand. Yeah, uh, Ken Ludwig agrees. It is Schultz's job to lose currently. Uh, Derek Mapstone yep. does say, "I did want to compliment you on your hair," so I'm guessing he means oh, your eyebrows. So that's nice. Um, that's, it must be that. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Uh, My goatee. It's lovely. Yeah. Uh, so Tim expands a bit saying that the Elks get that interception, which was probably a pick six. The Bombers lose. I'm not entirely sure that's true. Uh, they did sit back a lot. I think they still the come end. back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think at the beginning, it was a 14 point swing, right? If we get that, we're up by seven and said we were down by seven. Um, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, we talked a little bit about well, the uh, you jerseys. Know, you know what I do, though? Just so that you know, I celebrate because Bailey got the touchdown, which helped me win my fantasy game. So that was all right. <laughs> Carry on. I had I had Bailey, but you're like, no, take Carrie. Uh, anyway. Sorry. I, you had more dollars. I was trying to help I still you. Won. I still you won. Yeah, that's um, all that matters. And you beat the perfect – anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Go ahead. Exactly. Uh, Ken Lutwig again says the time of possession is the story once again. Uh, it just seems to be a really bad year for losing that time of possession battle. Uh, yeah, we lost it by seven minutes this time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Ken again <laughs> uh, apparently quite angry. All in caps, stupid wide receiver screens. Angry face. The exclamation marks. It's, uh, yeah. That's the appropriate emoji for that. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, uh, how many times have we seen, and, and it's not just there. I mean, I was watching the Steelers game last night, and you mm-hmm. need to have a certain number of yards and down in distance. You yeah. know, what's the last before the punt, whether it's second down or, or third down in the States, and you need to get to that line of scrimmage, and you end up two yards short. All you had to do is oh. just move a couple more yards. Actually, speaking of that, sorry. I forgot my WTF for the last game. Down by a touchdown. Third and one. And we line up in the gun and throw it for five. Are you out of your mind? That is the absolute. That was the probably the worst fourth quarter third and one call I have ever seen in my life. I'm like, what? You have James Wilder and a six-five quarterback. You need one yard to keep. Anyway, sorry, Lean I could go on. I, yep. This could be a huge rant, so I'm just going to bite yep. my tongue and you carry on. Absolutely, uh, Sketchy Jack, who is apparently Ooh. is uh, uh, a new one on the uh, the at least on the chat, says I feel bad for Grimes. Uh, missing the only big play is a lot of pressure. Other than that, he's done very well, in his opinion, and I have to agree. I think that he's been very quietly doing well because his name doesn't come up very much because he's not necessarily letting those big plays go. It's just, you know, he's got Darrell hands. So, um, well, it got right in his head though, because that next play, you could tell yes. he was thinking about that instead of thinking. And then the guy got, yep. then Bailey had the 40 yard catch. So, right. uh, anyway, I, not that I blame him. Don't get me wrong. If it was me, I'd be thinking about it too. <laughs> like exactly. nightmares. Yeah. Uh, Tim Capper is wondering uh, who is paying the remainder of Harris's salary. Uh, 
story. I'm guessing it's on a per game basis, just divided by the team games. So I'm assume he's going to have that. As for the bonus, it would be coming out of whoever holds his contract when that comes due in February. So, well, now did I wonder if there was a side portion to that deal where they usually would have to be reported that somebody is taking. Yeah, I guess, but they didn't say that. And nothing okay, was reported, fair. so I would assume not. Uh, so Tim had said, are the Elks paying part remainder of 2021? Are the Al's paying all uh, because nobody has said anything? I'm again. I'm going to assume that it's just a straight trade. We took this player. You took that player. You've got more salary. I mean, it is you know more than halfway into the season, so there's going to be a lot less salary. But he does get to play Winnipeg a couple more times, so good for him. Um, <laughs> uh, Jerry Cooper says the October 27th is the trade deadline. So it's a question we were asking earlier. So I mean, today's the 18th, so nine more days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Ludwig says, is this going to end up being a fire sale at this point? Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily going to do it. I would, especially if you're trying to entice some a new coach or have uh, the existing coach, you know, have another shot at it. You're going to need to at least give them some sort of weapons. You don't want to start from nothing. So we'll although, see. Although one question that I did have today, do you think they look at moving Walker? If he looks like he's uh, unhappy here and he's not having a lot of luck here, you can't tell me a, a place like Ottawa or a place like BC where Michael Riley might want to have his buddy D walk back with him that they might not Especially consider with, it uh, anyway. Like like I, I wonder. Yeah, exactly. Right. They need a deep threat. And if you're using Walker, like you're supposed to as a deep threat, it might be better. Yeah. Anyway. So, we shall see. Uh, David Winchester was asking when is Ellingson's contract up. Uh, Jerry responded that he was fairly sure that Ellingson and Walker's deal both end this season. So uh, we're talking two of the top five paid wide receivers in the league right now who are, I mean, it's fair to say underperforming if they are in the top five of all wide receivers for pay. Um, and Jerry does check. Yep, one year for, for Ellingson signing the offseason for 155 k then it was probably adjusted or prorated for the season. Right. Um, uh, Ken Ludwig does respond to what we're talking with the trade. This is not the NHL. There was never going to be a draft pick under any circumstances from the Harris trade. Uh, and I have to agree. I mean, you, you mentioned it already. Like when you're, you got a guy that's on the bench, whether he's your franchise quarterback or not, um, you're not, you're deal, not dealing from a position of strength at that point. You're like, no. listen, you don't, we don't have to take him. You can let him go. We've got shields. So, Sketchy Jack. Again, I just like saying that. Um, <laughs> I like listening to you say it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, does anyone know what the actual attendance was, not the inflated number? Um, I don't know. From me sitting there, I would say it was about half of what we were told. So 12,000 may not be an unrealistic number. I sent pictures to a lot of people on what the stadium looked like. Uh, but right before kickoff and after the teams had started playing, it was pretty desolate on the east side for sure. West side was busier, but I also sent pictures of the um, concourse at halftime. The, like You could literally walk up to any of the concessions on the west side and you had maybe one person in front of you or nobody in front of you to get something at halftime. That says a lot, I have to think. So I think, you know, 12, 15,000 is probably a realistic number. Okay. Um, but the, the numbers they give are, are tickets sold yeah. or tickets that are gone, whether they were sold or given away. 
Um, people always talk about papering the house. I mean, they always have promos they give out to other people, whether it's schools, whether it's businesses, whatever. Uh, but it's hard to say, right? But if the numbers are low for people in the turnstiles, that means concessions are low too. So the board will pay attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, got uh, Sketchy Jack, not a big fan of the salary cap for the non-playing personnel. Uh, Ken Ludwig mm-hmm. says no, his vote for the new head coach is Noel Thorpe. Which, uh, you know, it's a name that has come up many times for the position. He already is the associate head coach and the defensive coordinator. So adding that extra uh, title may not be as expensive. Yeah, that's all. It's definitely an option. Yeah. You know, we'll still have to get an offensive coordinator at that point, but maybe that's easier. Uh, you and I had thrown a couple of names out um, earlier today on, on who maybe could be just the giant hand came out from Kayla. Um <laughs> Uh, um, who maybe could be head coaching candidates. And there's quite a few names out there. Um, I think I said Baron Miles, mm-hmm. Tommy Condell, uh, Mark Killam yep. from uh, from Calgary, and, and of course, Noel Thorpe. So certainly a lot of names out there. And then not even looking at coordinators. You look at Toronto. They're number one in the East and number two overall on the league. And they have a guy that has never been a coordinator until this year. So yeah. Yeah. He was now, who knows? Quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ken, of course, is very excited that uh, Matt also feels the same way about Thorpe uh, being one of the few that should definitely come back and has, has earned his, his right to come back. So, uh, Sketchy Jack does say he wishes, uh, he knows we have a cap to work with, but he wishes that we could get a specific offensive coordinator. Just on that's their only job, being the OC, mm-hmm. not a combination OC, HC. I assume that's what he's talking about. Uh, as for who to get rid of, Sketchy Jack says, surely an accounting can stay. So that's good. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be happy about that. <laughs> I mean, it sucks for yeah, the water sure boy is. that he's got to go down, but you know, yes. sometimes that ball boy's got to go up against the wall. Um, <laughs> nice. Jerry does say about all of that, that the easy part is blowing it up. The real challenge is finding the right people to take over. And especially if you're going to do it, you have to do it in a certain order. Mm-hmm. So you've got it. You can't have a coach and then put a GM in place, or you can't have coordinators like we did this and put a head coach in place, et cetera, et cetera. It's pretty tough. Yeah, agreed. Um, Jerry is shocked that I suggested that we should run the ball more. Um, <laughs> and you, to be fair, as Sketchy Jack fair. says, I, I do hate the run play. Uh, I think it's overrated. Yeah. Uh, we do far too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Ludwig says, how can a team only have one football person on the BOD? Um, well, to be perfectly honest, for years we had no football people on the BOD. Right. Um, to get on that board, you've got to be a business person first and foremost. Uh, Tom Richards, of course, is a very successful business person, but there are other former uh, players that have played either with the Green and Gold or with other teams that maybe now live in Edmonton. I think that would be quite good for it. Um, Rod Connop, very mm-hmm. successful uh, as a business person and has done well. Uh, obviously, Sean Fleming mm-hmm. uh, has done well. Uh, you know, these are maybe just a couple of names that maybe could be thought of to add it to the board. The board members don't last a long time, just three years, and they're they're sort of rotated through. So uh, having a couple of people maybe that have some football acumen might be a good plan. Would be, and then go along with Matt's idea from the Seattle Sounders where you've got a, yeah. a fan committee that actually, you know, not doesn't hold the board of directors accountable, but at least gives them an idea of what 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 do the fans want. If you want people in the stands... Ask the fans. Yeah. Right? Like to yes some degree. No, I think, to some degree. 
I mean, to me, it's like asking the fans, they're probably already there. You need to go around and ask people that aren't there. You've heard of the Edmonton Elks Football Club. Yeah. Have you ever gone to a game? No. Why not? What would make? What would it take to make you go to a game? Go to the university. Go to McEwen. Go to Nate. Mm. Go to wherever this mythical, you know, secret millennial or soon-to-be <laughs> Generation Z at this point. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be drafting players next year born in 2000 for the love of Pete. Um, <laughs> Language. I know. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's get back to questions. Uh, yes. Derek Mapstone says, uh, what do you think the Elks need to do to get fans back in the stands? It's embarrassing having around 8,000 fans per game, even though they say 24,000. Ken Ludwig says, win. <laughs> fans are not getting paid to watch the garbage we've been watching this year. Uh, Sketchy Jack says that they need to employ FOMO marketing. So get that fear mm. of missing out for the fans. To, I was going to have to check with Kayla what that meant, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um <laughs> but yeah it's just at this point they need you need to have an experience you need to have something you can get at the stadium live that you can't get at home and until you figure out what that is i don't think you're gonna have people there so oh, uh better sketchy d- d- different replays slow-mo replays is that what replays <laughs> replays at all <laughs> yeah that would be good yeah yeah uh, well, does miss you... al. Uh, yeah i think i think we all miss al um, but like, th- that's actually a fair question. Do you like, if you had, um, uh, if you could wish for anything that would happen in the stadium that would make your the game experience more fun for you, what would it be? I, I think, uh, letting one fan per game get to be a cheerleader. I think that'd be kind of fun. I mean, <laughs> I'd pay money to watch you up there shaking your pom poms. Come uh, on. You know, that's, that's very dangerous Not for my aerial back. team. Not no. the aerial Oh, team. not that. Okay, that's just what you're... part of the dance team. Just the... Oh, just this part. You could do the black. You know, it'd be great. Oh, perfect. Okay, awesome. <laughs> could they all I do the free? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> well, there that's we what go. Mean. We, we should make this happen. I know, this is good. Uh, but what about if you had... What about if you could... And I know this is a lot of money, don't get me wrong. But what if you could... Um, fair. Uh what if you had like a, a closed circuit TV in stadium where you could watch the replay on your phone while you're at the game? So you feel like you're a little more in control of like, like, cause I think a lot of people right now are, are watching on TSN. They're watching for that other stuff that happens in between the plays and all those kind of things. I wonder if there's something or, or if they ever got to the point where there'd be the in-game betting or whatever, where you could just, you know, like, Oh, what are they going to do on the next play or whatever? Like I, I think it, and, but you only, you have that in stadium and you could do ones where you actually had, it would be for money. You could do ones that it would just be for, Like if you get the most points, then you get a gift card at the store or whatever, but you could bet. And and at least then it, it feels like you're interacting with the game while you're at the game, but you can only do that in stadium. Like, I think that would be kind of connect to their Wi-Fi or whatever. And that's it. Right. I think that'd be a problem for the replays. The Wi-Fi is kind of spotty enough as it is. But they'd have to, yeah. Uh, all that. Or something that's more text-based, like betting on what the next play is or, or participating in something, have the have the you know fans get to call one play a game, see what cool. happens. Yeah, um, I like this. Yeah, <laughs> wishbone. <laughs> anyway, um, 
I think some teams in the States are already experimenting with apps, uh, probably around the in-game betting, but also with certain different types of camera angles that you could watch a replay on your phone from end zone cam or sky cam or whatever and and see different things. Yeah, why not? Kind of cool. I don't know. It's a step up for us, but I, I did notice that the, we had uh, the cable cam. Yes, we did. For, for the, I think the first time yeah. this year. 4K? That looks so good. Yeah, I I love actually the TSN cams. Well, I don't know if that was TSN cams or not. I don't know. I've watched a lot of football this past weekend, but uh, where the guy scores the touchdown and they and you get the guy that scored the touchdown in focus, but then all of yeah, the that's fans the 4K. Behind, is that the 4K? Yeah, that is such a cool. Yeah, it's such a neat effect. It, I love it. it it's looks neato. so good. Yeah. So, sorry, Mike. We keep stomping all over your. That's all right. That's comments. the whole thing. Is this? supposed to you know generate some some chatter so this is great uh where are we here uh sketchy jack who's saying that there's no energy uh he needs the you know he feels that the the fans need to get loud jennifer lopez was the bet, best to get the crowd going uh j-lo could probably get a lot you know a lot of people excited um <laughs> that was that was very muted and well played yeah well done eh uh, mm-hmm. Tarek Mapstone was very disappointed they, in the Rickroll since Sweet Caroline is his jam. So ruining it just <laughs> pissed me off even more. Uh, um, uh, and then, Derek, we were talking that uh, Ellingson and uh, Dewalk were the top five um, highest paid mm-hmm. ride receivers. And we have one more in the top ten, and that's Tavon Smith. Uh, so Derek wants to know how do you pay Smith the seventh highest in the CFL, and he's a backup when you've got right. Mike Jones who, and uh, you know Cy Ross in front of him. So now again, again, if if they're looking at somebody like if if Kwaku's not a hundred percent, and they're going to have to look at rotating some uh, ratio, is that where you see him come in? Who knows. Lots of things. We already have two Canadians, right? Right. So, but that's what that. But I'm saying, if you're trying to get to a, a ratio and you need a safety, and you've got three on the line, so now we're at four, and then three. You've got Quaku and Betts. Receivers. But do you, but I'm just saying, are they going to start to move away from that if it's not? They they keep signing defensive ends, and those guys, if they aren't playing at 100, percent are they going to? rotate that ratio we had eight knows? or almost nine canadians starting canadians at one point when you only need seven at the, so that's what i'm saying so like i don't think we need three starting canadian receivers at this point but uh, what do i know maybe maybe <laughs> depends on how many other ones they're gonna actually start exactly but, okay we're just gonna start nothing but off linemen just 12 right. offensive linemen Perfect. on okay. offense it'll be great um Dave yep. chester did apologize for the uh east side being empty he says we were all in the jackie parker room uh, oh, fair. Jackie Park room did have the uh, uh, salute to the knothole gang, which I thought was kind of yes. cool. Unfortunately, I missed it. I was at West of Us, and then before the game, we were doing tailgating. So um, apparently, it was a really good time, sort of okay. uh, going through some of the uh, knothole gang, some pictures, some some I, some actual things from the knothole gang, which I thought was pretty cool. Awesome. Um, I was told this is Ken Litwig. I was told years ago by uh, Dave Jamison that attendance was season tickets plus walk-ups, which makes sense, right? It's how many right. people are sold um, 
which is really what they're looking for, whether the people there. But again, it does affect things like concessions and how bad it looks on TV, right. um, especially when you have most people on the west side and cameras are on the west side pointing east. So it looks pretty bad, much like in Toronto, where the people are on the same side as the camera. So the hot side is where the people are. So um, uh, what else we got here? Uh, Sketchy Jack is all for you being a cheerleader and watching you do the freep. So that's good. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, Dave would say that cheerleading is not something that he would volunteer for. Me personally, I would love to see Dave Winchester doing some cheerleading. I, I'm in on that. If it, if there's a voting process, he gets my vote. He gets my vote. You're in, Dave. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Matt Pretty with his wonderful flag. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And Sketchy Jack says uh, cheerleading. Andrew looking like right said Fred doing the freak at center field. Ten. Come on. <laughs> Come on. That that brings people in right there, doesn't it? I mean, I'm there. <laughs> You're on. too sexy for the freak. <laughs> Something. <laughs> anyway. All not correct, but it's, And that's yeah, that's where it ends off, right and I think that's a pretty yeah. good spot for it to end off. That's 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 that's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, it's not, not a great end for anybody <laughs> that wants to sleep tonight, but it was good for everything this else. Is uh, before we get to our uh Horde and pick them. Let's uh, let's do this quickly. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Roomy. Roomy, what is that you ask? Well, that is not just what uh, Mike and I want to be at some point. It's no, no, it's something different completely. Uh, if you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Roomy's Ask a Home Inspector service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Roomy will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help. With a lot of those uh, examples, I believe Travis said this this week, uh, those sound like things that I would need a professional help. <laughs> I don't know that I'd be. Anyway, that's, it's be good to, get, good to get the consult. Uh, visit roomy.ca, that's R-U-M-I.ca, and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today. All right. See, I, All right. we had never got to do that one before. I thought that was fun. Yes. No. So, uh, Mike, do you want to do hoard items or pick them first? What do you feel like? Oh, let's get a little bit of horde in there, um, and uh, everyone can start thinking about their pick'em choices. Sure, sounds um, wonderful. I'll bring you in on so, the on the all on yeah. your yes, outstanding. So, uh, well, now a couple of weeks ago, we went over some of the items that uh, had belonged to Brian and Linda Edwards. Brian, of course, passed away a few months ago. Now, a good friend of of all of mm. us, uh, and so many people across the uh, the country that are fans of the CFL. He's sort of. Uh, had interacted with and touched most of us in, 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 in emotionally and as, as an amazing friend. Um, so at this point, uh, Linda has decided that uh, while she's not getting of everything, there's a lot of things that she and, and Brian had collected over the years and kind of wants it to go to homes of people that would appreciate it. So uh, this week I went to uh, their house and picked out uh, four totes worth of stuff oh, okay uh, so lots of things and this week it's footballs Ooh. i mean what's the cfl without a football right so uh first things we have i have a bin full of the mini footballs there's Ooh. lots of different kinds uh this is looks like it's a gray cup one um we've got even little tiny ones oh I've, i haven't Ooh, seen one of those cute. before that's cool oh this this one out of this is just give it to a dog oh, or something wilson uh, needs a new toy lovely exactly 
but you know, this is the much better Telus one. So um, there's, like I said, a bin full of them. There's a slightly larger mini football from the Grey Cup. Um, so there's lots of different footballs there. We're going to be looking at getting rid of um, a larger type football here. Ooh. So this is, uh, they did team footballs. Uh, this one is great for getting signed by the team. Um, you know, bring it to fan day, bring it to a practice, bring it to whatever and getting the team to sign it. Uh, it really shows up well on these. Um, and then speaking of things that are signed, here's a 100 degree cup football. And this has been signed by two people. Now I'm sure most people might recognize that signature there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Mr. Ricky Gray, and then this was the 100th Grey Cup, and Ricky was with Toronto, and that was his teammate, Mr. Chad Owens. Oh, nice one. Number two. Absolutely. Some really cool stuff there. Um, we have, what else we got here? This is a Grey Cup ball. So this was not used in the Grey Cup, but it does have, hopefully you can see that. Uh, there we can, yep. There we go. So there's the score of the game and the plays and everything else. So these were uh, sort of ceremonial balls they made after the game, uh, and you could buy them. Not a whole lot were made, so these are quite rare. Uh, I do have this one I think is pretty cool. Oh, nice. So there's a lovely football. This is an official J5V. This is a game-used ball from 1994. Um there is somewhere up here, and I can see right above the word Spalding, there's a little tiny 9-4. Oh, yeah. So that tells you where it's from. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can use ball. I don't know much more about it, but this little 94 does tell you. And then I also have a bin of footballs signed by the team. Oh, wow. Uh, people know that I collect a lot of footballs. You can sort of see them there behind me. Um, there wasn't anything in here that I didn't already have. But there are balls from 2000, which is this one here with the gold ink. Uh, 2002, uh, of course, the year with okay. Ricky Ray's first season, Jason Tucker's first season. 2006, 2008, which was the only year that would have had uh, Jason Tucker and Fred Stamps on oh, it. Wow. 2012 and 2013, which was Mike Riley's first year. So quite a few of those as well. Um, so let's see another one here. What year is this? This one is... Oh, that's the one I just did. <laughs> this one is the 2002. So this is with the black ink. Oh, nice. And there's Ricky Ricky right up front yeah, there. Yeah, very prominent. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty outstanding balls and things like that. So uh, I'm going to be working with Linda on pricing on those. And uh, we'll be listing those on the Edmonton Football History Twitter page. And if you're interested in any of these items, or there might be some items I didn't show, there's going to be... Like I said, I got four bins of these things to get through. <laughs> Anyone interested in the team sign balls, I will also be going through each one and listing every player that's listed on it. So Ooh. you'll know who signed it and who didn't. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I'll be listing them pretty soon and uh, in the next couple of days. And then you'll have a chance to uh, just message me at the 56 Parkies account. Let me know if you're interested. Oh, man, that is that is so awesome. There's some great stuff in there. I, I really like the one with the score from the 2015 games so yeah that's a great i might one. reach out to you for that one myself we'll see because that yep, <laughs> that's a good one i also have another one without the score that is a uh, official gray cup ball oh nice so. okay oh that's awesome yeah and uh and hey when we do the horde is nothing better than to show us all your balls that's right that's what i'm here for i know 
God, just full of horrible jokes tonight. Sorry about that. Well, once got Every, to la, our last person turns off. That's enough of that. Yeah, he's, he's not talking. There no goes. more of that. Uh, let's do our pickums. Mercifully, there is no Elks game to talk about this week. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah, the, the over uh, the over under on a return by the Elks under for everybody we don't need to worry okay good okay so we've got four games to pick from the first one on a friday night toronto travels to montreal uh argo's taking on the alouettes for a battle for second place or uh, actually to see if they get up to first First. montreal's pushing for first that's right yeah that's why they're one win behind yep so this will be this is a huge huge four point game in the eastern division matt who you got in this game Boy, if I think Toronto only shield, well, not quite as much, put it that way. And Toronto <laughs> seems to be that Renee keeps winning. So, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting way to do pick them. I, I love having you I on like here, it. Matt. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, super fan, who you got? Uh, Toronto's had uh, a bit of a break there. Uh, Montreal's got their second game under uh, Matthew Schiltz. Um, I think this is going to be a tough one to call just because there's so many unknowns. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the extra rest for Toronto and a little bit more film on Schiltz means that Toronto might take this one. All right. Sorry, Tim. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> like, I like Matt too. I'll go with this guy. I don't know. Who knows? Um... <laughs> But I'm going to do the opposite, and I think Montreal's going to be strong coming off their win and extra motivated to get those points and uh, challenge Toronto for first place. So I will go Montreal and Montreal. All right. And uh, I was going to go with the Argos this week solely because they're coming off the bye. Uh, Montreal's had a couple of uh, tight games. Uh, and, uh, you know, like you said, Mike, there's film on Schiltz and all those types of things. But I, I think... Toronto coming off a bye. It'll be interesting if uh, if their head coach carries over what happens in Calgary. They come off the bye and they win. So I'm going to go with Toronto in this one. Uh, next one is Ottawa. Now, we have a triple header again on Saturday. We do. Who's, ex- who's excited for nine hours of football? I'm excited for all kinds of football. Mm-hmm. Let's make it 12 two, next year. Two, that's like two days in a row because you got CFL all Saturday and NFL all Sunday. Oh, my goodness. That was a, it, that's a it's lot. It's the greatest of, time of the year. So much football. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, and this past Sunday, I had all day NFL, and then I got to go watch Riley play at See? Clark Stadium. That was nice. really neat. Like to play under the lights and to watch them go. And the, the they were playing the um, the Seahawks, the Edmonton Seahawks, and the the Seahawks easily. I think they had twenty nine kids on their sideline. The Chargers had fifteen. Wow. And, Playing both and they ways. found a way. Like, Riley, I think I think Riley had, I think it was about 15 plays off where they just get, let, had a bit of a breather, but he played defense at tight end, and then he long snapped everything and was on kick returns. And, yeah, it was it, it was cool. Just to see him playing on that kind of a field was really, really neato. So that was that was awesome. Um, okay, back to Peckham. Lights make all the difference. I know, right? It totally feels yeah. like it feels real 
so Ottawa versus Hamilton is the first game in our triple header. Hamilton kicks off. Uh, it, well, it's in Hamilton, I guess I should say. So, Superfan, you get to go first. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just going to say Hamilton. Let's just go in that way. I'm just going to say Hamilton. Okay. I don't think anything I could add to that really needs to be said. We all know exactly what's going to be said, and you're right. <laughs> Commissioner? <Yes>. Ditto. <laughs> Me too. Matt? Four. Okay. <laughs> well, that was quick. All right. Next one. Uh, BC versus Winnipeg. This one going in Winnipeg. Commissioner, who you got in this one? I can't see BC bouncing back from that game against Calgary and in Winnipeg against a team that has just been dominant. I, It would take a miracle. I mean, Riley's no short of miracles, but I don't see it happening. Winnipeg. Yeah, I think I'm going to say the same thing. I think this is, uh, this is at home, the defense playing the way it is. Uh, no running game for BC. Uh, it's Winnipeg. Matt. If it were in BC, I might go differently. But yeah, no, I agree with Winnipeg. They're on too much of a roll right now. Yeah, absolutely. As Super we well fan. know. I yeah. believe in miracles. Not for this <gasps> game, but I oh, believe okay. in miracles. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I might be, cons- con- you know, persuaded to pick a, a flyer on a BC win if it was at BC place. But even still, like it was a bad game against Calgary and Winnipeg is way better than Calgary. So I, I unless Winnipeg beats themselves, I, I think it's got to be the Bombers. That O-line, I am already praying for them <laughs> on the BC. <laughs> on the other hand, uh, you know what? I basically shot my pick him to hell, so I might as well pick BC. And yeah. See if I can actually catch somebody. There Maybe. you go. We'll see, see how it feels like. Uh, last game Saskatchewan versus Calgary. This one in Calgary. It's the game of the week. Um, that's that. And it's their third matchup. Saskatchewan coming off the bye. Uh, so it should be very interesting. I, But I think Calgary's too much on a roll. And. Calgary, my uh, Matt. Who do you have in this game? They can't. I mean, I know we just experienced it, but those two teams are too close for one team to win three in a row, right? I hope. I, I kind of hope. Yeah. Pick, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Saskatchewan high inflection question mark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Super fan. Uh, I'm actually going to take Saskatchewan in this one. Um, I think it's going to be a close game one way or the other, and it's going to come down to, like so many games, just a handful of plays. Uh, and I think that with that bye week and then with the extra time, Saskatchewan's got to do something to right the ship, and Big Brother needs to have something to uh, talk about over the, the holiday dinner at Christmas time. So I think this is the game. <laughs> well, the other part of that is, is they, I mean, they are getting Duke Williams and possibly Shaq Evans back mm-hmm. in the lineup. It could be, could be an interesting twist with having yep. that buy where they had it. So commissioner. Well, I have to go with Saskatchewan because it's Calgary. So <laughs> I've made, I've made an oath for this season and I'm sticking to it. Good I oath. pick Calgary. <laughs> Matt's shirt is perfect. <laughs> it's, good, it's good oath. 
That's that's yeah. Yeah, Matt's shirt says it all. Yeah, anyone but Calgary. Um, well, this is fun, guys. We're uh, coming, Matt, and joining us and bringing those amazing questions that really stirred up some good conversation. Um, that was very good, both on YouTube and, and in the district. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, tell everybody where they can uh, find you and, and chat with you more about this online. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, everybody. It was great to see you all. I am probably most easily reachable at Matt Pretty on Twitter. And that's just P-R-E-T-T-Y. So everyone knows exactly how it is. All right. Super fan. Where does everybody find you? Uh, they can find me at 56 Parkies. Again, if you are interested in any of the uh, football items I'll be posting soon, that's the best place to message me there. Uh, and then you'll be able to see those. Uh, and I will be retweeting it from that account. But it will be retweeted from the Edmonton History, which uh, does talk a bit about the history. We've uh, had that video we posted a while ago about the 1921 team. Uh, lots of pictures, lots of stories uh, at EDM History, H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. I did try to do that You did a week. fine did job. A oh, well, I appreciate that. I thought I didn't give it enough justice like you do, but you're amazing. <laughs> Uh, Commissioner, where does everybody find you? On Twitter at Duchess Lombardi. And are you going to spell that like Mike or? No, I'd have to okay. write it down. <laughs> D U Chess Lombardi. Yeah. D U Chess. That's perfect. Exactly. I like that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, uh, and you're always amazing. So I didn't even have to say that. I just tell tell you that you're always amazing. Uh, make sure you guys are following Pay It Forward with football because um, they are uh, still sending people to games and of course spread kindness, which is amazing. Uh, lots of great shows coming out on the CFPN, and we are still doing the CFPN Fantasy League. Uh, Mike, uh, you beat Coop last week, Woo! so thank you very much for that. Buy this skin of my teeth. Just by, but it my was worst wonderful. season or most game this season, and and yet it wasn't the worst in the league. So that's, that's fine. Perfect. Uh, and then I won over Safamod from the Piffles Pod uh, this week. I get Coop uh, from the. Canadian Football Countdown, and you get Whoa. Travis Curra, who was on the show last week from Two and Out. Uh, listen to all the great shows, of course, and uh, follow along with the Fantasy Action, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, but you can follow all the other shows at cfpodnetwork.ca. And of course, make sure you check out all the great shows on the Alberta Podcast Network. And you where do you find those at albertapodcastnetwork.com? So much better. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, isn't it? I know, yeah. People are like, stop doing that, you weird turtle. Okay. Um, <laughs> join. Join. <laughs> if I do that, no. is that okay? Or is it, I don't, anyway. Okay, good. Join us in the huddle uh, at the Turf District. You can follow us there on Facebook, on Twitter, and of course on Instagram uh, when we get around to remembering to put stuff on there. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we won't have a game to, uh, to talk about, but we will have a game to preview. Uh, and we will find another amazing, great fan like Matt to do more chatting about what comes next for our team and what to do to get people back to cheer for the team. So uh, for Matt, Commissioner Kayla, Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely 